Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien... Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's DCNEWS35. DCNews35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. What's up, guys? I'm Higgins, and this is DCN's DC Comics News Podcast, episode 120. I am here today with my wonderful co-host, Brad Filicky. Hey, hey. Hey, Brad, how you doing? I'm doing good. Now we missed you. Glad to have you back. Yeah, it has been ages. So sorry to be absent, but I am very excited to be here. We have a huge, huge week of news, um, so let's dive right in. Starting with movie news, we have just heard that Todd Phillips is supposedly in talks for a Joker 2. Brad, what did you think? Uh, You know, I hope that this was kind of um, his own doing and in his mind. He thought, yes, I have an idea rather than Warner Brothers tempting him with a lot of money because, you know, Joker was just an absolutely huge hit. So it makes complete sense that they would want a sequel but with a movie like the joker you'd have to follow it up with something that was necessary you wouldn't want something that just felt forced or just a money grab so uh you know i I know todd phillips has the ability so i just hope that um you know the idea came from him and uh not warner brothers Uh, what about you yeah exactly the same i um I, it always kind of makes me a little bit sad when I when I see a sequel coming out for a movie that seemed like a really good standalone movie. But at the same time, I I mean, Todd Phillips knocked out of the park the last time. So I'm hoping, you know, this is just his um, continuation of sort of playing in that sandbox that he made. Um, and I, I did see there there were some notes that it could be maybe an, an anthology like style series which would be kind of cool i don't think i've seen i I can't remember ever seeing that with uh like a a popular character like the joker so yeah yeah that would be that would be kind of cool yeah i mean it's i i wouldn't say that i'm super thrilled but i i'm i'm not upset (laughs) that's that's the best i could probably do i mean the one thing that i'll say is that he did kind of leave stuff there that would be kind of cool to explore in in yeah. in a sequel. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So I know right. more. <laughs> <laughs> we will choose to be hopeful. So our next bit of news is from the upcoming Suicide Squad movie. An image came out showing um, Idris Elba, Peter Capaldi, and David Dasmalchian. I think I got that right. Um, <laughs> undercover as their characters in a nightclub. Um, Brad, what did you think of this image? You know, the image is cool, but James Gunn and the whole the, the whole force behind this movie are really good at giving us crumbs that, that don't really show us anything. So yeah. it, it's cool to see more images, but it really doesn't show me anything than, oh, they went undercover. And that's kind of hard when you're the thinker and you got a bunch of metal <laughs> things coming out of your head. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, um, this was, it was kind of cool, but didn't really tell me anything. And, you know, it's, and I'm so psyched for this movie. So every little thing that they show, I'm, I'm, I'm down to see. Uh, what about you? Yes, exactly. I am so excited to see this movie. 
Um, and I, I had the same thought looking at the thinker. It's like they couldn't have given him a hat or like a, a weird wig, maybe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting to see more from from that scene. But yeah, any any little crumb is fantastic at this point, because this movie just I was excited about The Last Suicide Squad, but I'm like double, if not triple excited for this one. So, I, I mean, my hopes are up there. And I, knowing James Gunn, that could be a whole plot point that he won't put on a wig or hat to go undercover, which would, I mean, I guess if, if you're against your will secret operative, that's just maybe a decision you'll make. But we'll see. I, I am excited to see this, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so next we have um, Flash star Sasha Kale, I believe, or Cole. Kale. Uh, reveals her Supergirl look, and it is possibly one from the comics. Brad, what did you think? Uh, you know, it, it could be the Sir L iteration of Supergirl. Um, or it could just be, you know, she had to cut her hair a bit for a wig. So it's hard to say. But also, you know, even if we do get the Sir L version, we could also get the uh, Kara version of the character as well, since this is kind of going to be a, you know, multiverse kind of movie. So uh, this is kind of another image that teases, but doesn't really show anything for certain. But um, but it, it does kind of pick my curiosity because I am curious just how many different versions of the character that we uh, that we are going to get. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I would say I I could see this being Sorrel, but I I don't know. I mean, to me, it didn't scream that like this is her final final look for the movie, or if it's you know it's we we just don't know. But either way, um, you know, I'm I'm excited that this character is going to be a part of the Flash movie. Um, I I and I'm I'm probably just behind on the news, but that was kind of a a new piece of information for me. So I was really excited about that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to say because she could have completely different hair. And if she comes out in a blonde wig, then it's like, okay, so this is, this is Kara, but you know, we'll see either way. Um, you know, it's, it's just nice to have so many stories about things that are moving forward. It's like, it's, yeah, it's a whole indeed. new world. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> so our next story um, the Flash director and producer have teased Bruce Wayne as a part of the movie from a, a photo of a chair that says Bruce Wayne on the back. What do you think, Brad? Uh, this is <laughs> the as cool as pictures are this week. These pictures are kind of frustrated because they really don't show us all that much. They are very much just teases because we knew, you know, we knew Bruce Wayne was going to be in it. Um, so that's not really a surprise um you know maybe the the background is kind of interesting because the one looks more like in a house or in a, i don't know it could be even like a courtroom or something and the other one looks more like, i don't know uh corporate i don't know it's just white where i guess that could be like a a wedding reception who knows so uh they're fun but they don't but again they don't really uh, they don't really show us anything but it is good to get bruce back uh what about you yeah i i would say i was pretty indifferent to the pictures because you know it, it is a character that we've known was going to be in the movie so yeah i mean it's again it's cool it's just if it's a little shout out but i don't know i feel like i wouldn't necessarily call this a tease so much as like it's it's a chair with with a character's name on it. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's still good to to you know keep that interest and whatnot. So hopefully in in the next few images we get there'll be a little bit more uh you know, a little less chair and a little more something action maybe. <laughs> um but yeah, that's I I like it. I do. Um, so our next bit of news is it's kind of an interesting story, but Warner Brothers didn't understand the time travel um, as far as Flash goes in the original version of the Justice League films. 
um, which Zack Snyder is now waiting on after the Snyder Cut came out. But what do you think, Brad? Uh, I mean, does that come as a surprise? I don't think that's kind <laughs> of the, the the thing about Warner Brothers is uh, they 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 seem to be you know very profit driven, which is that's that's their job. Their company, their public company, they're trying to make money for the stockholders. I get it, whatever. Um, but if that's a situation where they don't understand and but the fans are really reacting to it. Maybe leave it to the fans and the filmmakers and not get involved. And maybe that's why the Snyder Bush should uh, continue. Uh, you know, not to talk about our uh, friendly competitors, but that's kind of one good thing about Disney being in control of Marvel is that in a lot of ways, Disney says go and do your own thing and i i think warner brothers should be more like that when it comes to the dc properties uh what about you yeah i i mean to me and i'm obviously not an executive i have no idea what goes on in their their daily tasks but to me if if you're going to put out a multi-million dollar franchise you should maybe fi- either hire someone or try yourself to understand the story a little bit because yeah. the the flash time travel concept isn't it, it's not crazy it's not one of those ridiculous it takes 40 years to explain kind of things it's the the flash could run fast enough to to go back in time that's not and and it's something that's familiar to fans of the justice league and fans of the flash so it's it's not like it was some crazy foreign concept that they were introducing in or like a, a fringe concept from a random comic book or anything like that. It, it's something that's part of the characters they were trying to use. So to me, it just, if you don't get it, that's okay, but then maybe try to understand it. Don't just say, I, I don't know about that. Take it out of the movie like that. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I, I think they shoot themselves in the foot. It's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I guess we have the Snyder cut now, but you know, if if any of if anyone at Warner Brothers is ever listening, just try to get it. I mean, the rest of us do, so just try. Read a comic, like exactly. you said. You know, it's 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 pretty much um, standard lore for the Flash. So pick up a book. Yeah, and if if you're gonna, especially if you're going to pour millions of dollars into a franchise, learn the franchise. I mean, it's you know. But anyway, all right, we're not trying to judge, but you know, just do better. Um, so our next story: um, Shazam 2: Fury of the Gods has officially started filming. Brad, how do you feel? I I love that all these boobies are gearing up and getting ready to go and things are almost back to normal given all the depressing news that we were talking about a year ago with delays and distribution and this and that things are finally picking up and um you know it's 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 going to be fun to watch these all come together and you know with all these movies in production we're going to have busy writing and busy podcasts because there's going to be news from all these productions it seems like over the next weeks and months so get ready guys it's coming (laughs) Uh, what about you oh wonderful yeah i i i do really love to see this because i think and i've i've been off for so long i think the last time i was on the show we were still handling what's you know what's canceled what's kind of moving forward I, I believe the last time actually was we uh, filming had taken a break because there was another COVID outbreak. So oh, yeah. we we just we're in a better place now. Everything is starting up again, and I am really excited to see Shazam too. I I love all of the mythological edges, and I mean our our next story is going to tie us into the the other end of that Shazam coin. Um, which I am also super excited about because uh, Dwayne Johnson's putting in some work to keep up the Black Adam image. Um, so it's uh, it's a picture that that says a lot without saying a lot, but we've we've gotten a little hint at what 
Dwayne Johnson has to eat in order to look like Black Adam without his shirt on. Brad, what'd you think? That is quite the breakfast. Guys, you haven't seen this picture? Um, <laughs> I mean, my God. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it is interesting how, you know, he said that they are, like, kind of controlling every bit of food and liquid intake that he has to get the most out of it. It's, it's like, seriously dead with science. Um, but it also just goes to show uh, his dedication to the character, which has always been one of the the um, the funner things about this production is just how much he's into it and how much he wants to make this happen. So, yeah, I, I'm really interested to see what he comes up with. Uh, so and again, you know, this is just it, it's great to see these productions moving forward. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I was at, at a loss to figure out what exactly was in the bowl of it looks like grains and various things that he's eating. But good for him. And I, I was also shocked that, like, how can you improve upon the rock? Like, what does he need to change? But, I mean, I guess we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I would have assumed he was just, you know, born ready to, to but good. I mean, it's. And of course, his enthusiasm is part of what makes this project so fun to to watch come together, because this is a man who's hung on to this for so long. Um, yeah, I, it's it's fun to see things moving forward. And uh, Dwayne, I I'm not sure what you're eating, but, you know, good for you. <laughs> it looks it looks very dedicated. Um, so that's going to give us a, a break from our movie news. We're going to take a quick ad break and be back with some TV and streaming news. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien... Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's D-C-N-E-W-S-35. DCNews35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you and to hear your scores when you share them with us right here on the DC Comics News Podcast. Picture this, someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes or Dummies! Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC Universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. 
and possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth <laughs> joke. <laughs> Here's <laughs> hoping. We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't. Want- God damn it. Look, all right. We're going to Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's seasoned, whatever. Check us out. (laughs) Not getting rid of the Santa hat. Available exclusively on YouTube. And we are back. Welcome back to episode 120 of the DC Comics News Podcast. I'm Kelly Gaines, here with my co-host Brad Filicky, And we are just about to move into TV and streaming news. So the first story, um, the Peacemaker TV show has had a changing casting. Um, Freddie Stroma is replacing Chris Conrad as Vigilante. Uh, what do you think of that, Brad? Well, you know, the it makes me kind of curious that, um, you know, because James Gunn has said that the series is almost wrapped. So then that must mean that Vigilante didn't have a big part, uh, which is kind of a bummer. I always, I always liked the character of Vigilante. Uh, I always liked the costume. And I, for some reason, I always liked him better than Punisher. Uh, so I kind of was curious to see that character brought into some live action. But it looks like we're not going to get much of him. And as far as the actor, I've never watched uh, Bridgerton, so I'm not really um, familiar with uh, his work. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I will. Uh, we'll see. I just, um, yeah, I was just kind of hoping to see more of the vigilante character. Uh, what about you? Yeah, that's actually a good point. I hadn't thought of that. That if they're almost done with filming, he's going to have a small role because I, I was excited to see more of vigilante too. Um, but I mean, I guess maybe he maybe he'll be like an end of season setup that moves into season two or something. I don't know. Although yeah. I am actually, I, I watched a chunk of Bridgerton and I only vaguely remember the character that he was. And I, I, I think he'd be okay. I don't really, that was, that was one of those shows that I kind of watched in a fog during one day and then was like, okay, well now I've seen it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I, I mean, hopefully we'll see at least a decent chunk of Vigilante. Um, and, you know, creative differences, whatever whatever reason it was for um, Freddie to leave in the first place. I mean, it, it happens. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But I, I'm still very, very excited about the Peacemaker show. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So our next bit of news, um, also very exciting, from Netflix's um sandman series they've officially cast desire death despair and joanna constantine what do you think of the casting brad uh very interesting uh i i really like the idea of pat oswald as the voice of the raven um uh you know i i just this weekend uh i saw cruella and uh the actress who plays uh death kirby howell baptiste is is in Cruella, and uh, I, I could see that kind of um, a certain approachability about death in in her acting and her character in Cruella. She played uh, uh, what was the character Anita Darling, the actual who in Under One Dalmatians, you know, has, um, is the owner of one of the dogs who has the puppies. But uh, so I, I think she can. Uh, do uh some good work uh, i i like the idea of um jenna coleman being in it i haven't seen much of her since the doctor who days 
And uh, and the fact that she's playing Joanna Constantine means we're going to see a lot more of that character than I than I realized. So that is uh, that is kind of cool. Stephen Fry is Gilbert. Um, yeah. So this is uh, uh, yeah. I'm 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 interested in in uh, this. It's I'm not super familiar with a lot of their work. But um, I think I think that that's going to make it fun when we see the series, so you don't associate them with uh, other roles. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I um, I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with um, some of these actors. I mean, obviously Patton Oswalt, but um, for for Kirby, I I think I've seen her. I almost want to say it was in an episode of Drunk History or a show like that. Like it wasn't a show where she was acting. But I mean, obviously, I I mean, I relate to that. Sure. Like, that's that's a great show to be in. Um, And of course, Jenna Coleman, I remember from Doctor Who um, and I actually watched a few episodes of she played Queen Victoria for um, a series. So I watched a little bit of that. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see her come back. Um, Yeah. And I guess I'm not all that familiar with anyone else who was cast. but I, I mean, they look fine to me. This, <laughs> you know, both the picture of Donna Preston who plays Despair and uh, Mason Alexander Park as Desire, I can really just by the looks on their faces in those pictures that they use, <laughs> I can see them as the characters absolutely for sure. Yeah, yeah, actually, that that is a very good point. I mean, on facial expression alone, half of the vote. But yeah, I mean, this this will be awesome. And I'm so excited to I, I've been on a bit of a Netflix binge lately because I haven't been on one in forever. So I'm excited that when whenever this Netflix binge is over, I can just catapult myself into into the next with this. Yeah, um, yeah. I just can't wait. I can't wait till we get a trailer. I'll lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Soon, hopefully, hopefully that's our next bit of news, but that'll probably be a little, little way off. Um, but our actual today next bit of news. So the Flash series is going to kick off season eight with a five episode event, or a a five five a five part event, or five five part events. What did, what did you make of this, Brent? Uh, you know, I think this makes kind of good sense since because of COVID delays and things like that, they couldn't really make a crossover work. So kind of getting um, this five part where you can bring other characters into a simple like five part uh, arc is a good idea. And it looks like scheduling wise, because also because of COVID delays of when the season's going to debut, it's going to have five episodes before it goes on the winter break. So that makes sense, too. So I think that was pretty smart of, uh, you know, of the team behind it. So, yeah, I. uh, uh, I think this makes perfect sense. Oh, what about you? Yeah, I I do think, and especially coming off of COVID, um, you know, this probably is the best way to do a big event without having to, you know, like you said, make an entire crossover thing. Um, and I, I think for them to start out the season like that, that's kind of a fun, um, a fun way to really draw people in right off the bat, because I, I think pretty often like the big events and the crossovers tend to come later in seasons um but yeah i i i think this is a good spot for it i really do um and yeah i i mean again i'm (laughs) always so far behind on the flash i'm like trying not to spoil it for myself while so uh keeping up with it so hopefully by the time this five part comes out i will be totally caught up and i know i've told you guys that like a billion times but this time i totally mean it it's hard because there's so many episodes because those cw shows go for like 22 episodes a season so yeah there's yeah. there's a lot of content there yeah and a lot of shows <laughs> that's yeah. the other you know i'll get caught up on uh on all the the hbo max dc shows and then by the time i'm caught up with that there's another you know four seasons of cw that i need <laughs> so i'll get there someday though i'm working on it and actually, speaking of HBO Max, um, we have officially gotten casting for the Green Lantern show that's coming out. So Jeremy I, or Jeremy Irvine is going to be playing Alan Scott. What do you think, Brad? You know, last last week it was announced that he might be, and now it's made official. But I was still kind of hoping that um, 
it was more than just one season because initially, you know, I guess it is for one season. But we want to we were all talking about how we want to see more of uh, of Alan Scott. So hopefully um, we will get to see more of him. But I, I you know, I, I am really intrigued to see how they they do like an anthology Green Lantern because of all superhero characters. An anthology series would fit the best for Green Lantern. I think that's a very smart idea. I just, I just hope that we get more than just one season of uh, of Alan Scott. What about you? Yeah, that that would be my hope too, honestly. And I, I mean, I guess it's hard to tell with. It, it's hard to say because they're they've given him one season, but we could see him pop up in other seasons. We could see him pop up in other shows, which would, I mean, even that would be cool, but. Yeah, we'll we'll see. And I mean, it does make sense, like you said, for it to be an anthology series, because there are, you know, so many Green Lanterns that people have really loved and maybe, you know, a couple that people haven't liked that that much. But it, it makes perfect sense. I just yeah, I, I would hope that we get to see more Alan Scott. Um, but you never know. HBO Max is is its own. It's its own beast. <laughs> it can do what it wants. So we'll we'll see. Um, and going off of that, the CW has announced quite a fall schedule. Um, it's going to go seven days a week, and a few shows have switched their night. What do you think, Brad? Anything you're excited to see? Uh, well, I, honestly, um, I, not DC related, but I really like that they're um, rebooting 4400. I always thought that was uh, a really cool show, but it ended the whole thing ended on a cliffhanger that's never resolved, and that's kind of annoying but i'm glad that they're bringing it back side note but uh, i i I do like that they're grouping legends of tomorrow and batwoman uh that makes sense uh you know it's too bad we couldn't get all three shows on one night somehow but um you know wednesday wednesday's turning out to be a really busy tv night it's like wednesdays and sundays Mm -hmm. are the nights for tv so um uh yeah so this, this seems to seems to make um Again, seems to make sense, this kind of scheduling, putting the shows as close together as they can. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I um, I mean, again, I, I am behind on shows, but at least now I know the schedule. Um, yeah. And actually, I, I have been not directly DC-related, but comic-related. Um, I have been trying to start Riverdale, so at least now I know I have a general time frame <laughs> of when I need to catch up on that by. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, another one that there's like over 100 episodes now already. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. It's like five years disappeared without me noticing. And suddenly I, I haven't seen anything on TV. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I at least now have a, a framework for when I can try to work these in because this does look like a really fun lineup. Um, and yeah, wouldn't it be something if they could get all the DC shows on one night? That would be... Uh, ideal for sure but yeah we'll see we'll we'll get there eventually and actually i mean maybe not because our, our next bit of news cw has ordered naomi to series uh painkiller unfortunately did not make it but naomi will what do you think brad oh man i oh so good and bad mixed up because i I love the idea that Naomi went straight to series because I always I always was a fan of the book and, and it seemed tailor made to be made into a TV show. So I'm really glad to see that. And Ava DuVernay is getting kind of some kind of validation after New Gods was canceled. So that's good. But uh, I, I, it's a real bummer to see the Black Lightning uh, world kind of go by the wayside. I I wish there was a way that HBO Max could pick it up and the same way with New Gods, pick it up and, and make it straight to the streaming service. So, you know, it would still be nice to somehow see that happen. But, um, you know, that's that's kind of a bummer that we won't get to see the the painkiller series. And he was one of my favorite characters on Black Lightning because he did go through a lot of changes. So I'd like to have seen that explored more. So, but um, that's that. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I mixed feelings with that too. I have seen um, a decent chunk of Black Lightning. 
And I, I was sad that it was ending. I, I was hoping that there would be a way to continue even the main storyline. But then, you know, the spinoff was, OK, I mean, it's still the same universe. Um, yeah, it's disappointing to see that not come to fruition, especially because I feel like there's it, I, I mean, to my knowledge, a lot of fans who would like to continue to see that that universe. Um, but, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, although I, I have to applaud Naomi. It is a fantastic book, a really great character. Um, and yeah, Ava DuVernay, I, I just want her involved in DC somehow at this point. I mean, I'm still mad about the new gods. I'm still bitter that I, I will not be seeing Barda on screen at least anytime soon. Um, but this, I'll take this as a solid, solid consolation prize. Um, yeah, it's I mean, Naomi's a great character and it's a good show uh, or it will hopefully be a very good show. But it was a really good book. So, you know, we'll we'll see. And again, it, it, like you said, it, it's not totally off the table for Black Lightning or Painkiller to come back somewhere, maybe with HBO Max, because I mean, why not? But, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. So our last bit of TV news um legends of tomorrow's bebo is getting an animated christmas special on the cw what do you think brad oh how can you not love this story (laughs) (laughs) i mean if there was ever a character that that needed a christmas animated special it's bebo so oh yeah (laughs) count me in 100 percent. i'll be there (laughs) what about you now see i bebo i you you have to fill me in because i i've seen the picture i've i've read the story and i'm still kind of like okay so it's a teddy bear that got big and explain (laughs) it's kind of like a furby almost or like a tickle me elmo it's like a toy that talks and it got worshipped as a god because it was taken back in time so there's no Christmas when they, you know, there's Bebo miss and things like that. So that's that <laughs> perfect there, you know, right there alone for a Christmas special uh, centering on Bebo. So, yeah, um, it, he's just, oh, man. Um, I, I don't know if there's a Funko Pop or Bebo T-shirts out there, but if not, there should be. <laughs> there should be real Bebo toys. And if there's not, why isn't there? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love it. I, I love that concept. <laughs> I that and I mean for like because this isn't the cutest looking teddy bear thing, and Furbies were not the cutest toy. But my God, did we all have one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, love it. I I will be watching that Christmas special for even just for the sheer novelty of it. I mean that that is a hilarious idea. So with that, we are going to take another quick ad break and we will be back with the 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 cream of the crop, if you want to call it the comic book news. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, editor in chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now, you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNEWS35. That's D-C-N-E-W-S. 35 DC News 35 use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at insighteditions.com First there was the DC Comics News podcast then came the Spinner Rack and now the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned I am the night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night. 
Hello listeners, this is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogurt. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not in need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. All right, and we are back. This is episode 120 of the DC Comics News Podcast. I'm Kelly Gaines, here with Brad Filicky, and we are just about to talk comic book news. So our first story, very exciting. There is a new hardcover Batman anthology coming out. And it's going to be called Batman World. And so the concept for this is that creative teams from all over the world are contributing their own Batman stories. Brad, what do you think? Man, DC does so good with these anthology books. Uh, I just love this idea. Batman is the absolute most popular superhero, uh, popular all over the world. So it's going to be so much fun to see how he's kind of perceived through you know other places you know around around the world because as american comic book fans we you know that we don't get to see that very often so i think this is going to be uh a lot of fun to read and um yeah and and dc has done can do no wrong when it comes to these anthology books so yeah i'm I'm looking forward to this Uh, what about you i fully agree i mean dc anthologies are there i there's no I don't think there's any other big sort of franchise that does this as as well. I mean, I, I can't recall any Marvel anthologies or, or any others that have really stuck out the way DC does. I mean, they manage to just do these perfectly every time. And what a great concept. I mean, Batman is, um, you know, as much as he's sort of one of the the quintessential American mythology figures, he means something just as big all over the world so it it is a really really fun um and just it's a great especially us all coming out of covid the world's kind of all sorts of messed up and what a great way for us all to have a book to pick up i mean i i really really like this idea um yeah i i just i can't wait to see more of it and it's in September, so that's not too far off. I mean, it's depressing that that's not too far off because summer hasn't quite started yet, but <laughs> it's not that far away. So our next story, Bodies Are Missing in Detectives Comics 1, uh, 1041 and 1042. Um, and this is also the countdown to Task Force Z. Brad, what did you think? Yeah, I'm really curious what's going to happen with this Task Force Z Um yeah, I, I'm definitely curious. And uh, as far as the the regular story, uh, Mr. Work teaming up with Penguin could be uh, very interesting. And also with the Falcone uh, crime family and the Party Crashers gang, this is going to, you know, it's not going to be easy for Batman. Not only that, but with all the stuff that's going on with the Scarecrow and the regular title, yeah, he's got his hands full. But yeah, bodies disappearing. I really want to see what this Task Force Z is about. Is it uh, is it a subtle allusion or not so subtle allusion to uh, Task Force X, which is a Suicide Squad? So I guess uh, I guess we'll see pretty soon. Uh, what about you? I have a theory, 
and oh, nice. it it comes from <laughs> missing bodies and the letter Z. Is it gonna be yeah, a zombie be... army? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's my only guess here. And yeah. if so, yeah. God help Batman, because. He he's got a busy schedule. He's got a lot on his plate right now, yeah. as you're saying. Yeah. Give so. a break. <laughs> exactly. It's Batman needs a vacation. Where's that anthology? <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so that, that's my guess for Task Force Z. We'll see. We'll we'll see if I'm right. Um, I could be terribly off. I'm just taking a letter and and the word bodies and combining that, but we'll see. Um, so our next comic book story. The Infinite Frontier miniseries is coming this June, which is tomorrow. Well, not the series, but June is tomorrow. So this is actually very, very close. Brad, are you excited? Yeah, uh, I think uh, this is going to be a very important miniseries as far as the DC Universe as a whole is concerned. So I I like that idea of maybe this is where you'll see some things come together from breadcrumbs that were left in other comics and things like that. That's that's kind of what makes these event books kind of fun to read. So um, I, I look forward to that. And uh, I, I did like Infinite Frontier Zero as well. It looks like we're getting President Superman, uh, Jade Obsidian, uh, Alan Scott, and Arsenal. I mean, that team is pretty impressive as well. So, yeah, this should be a fun book. Uh, what about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I and what you said about the the breadcrumbs being strung together, I, I do really hope that that's the case. Not that um, not that there's too many loose loose ends right now, but I do love the idea of you know there's there was the the big Dark Knights Metal event and then Dark Knights Death Metal, and now we're now we have Infinite Frontier, so it's kind of like things getting wrapped up and then wrapped up even nicer and then wrapped up even nicer. Like like <laughs> this is the professional gift wrap version, and yeah. I, I I do really like that because um you know I, I think from a lot of previous DC events the issue has been that things didn't exactly line up or continuity didn't quite make sense in in the wake of it. Um, but this makes sense. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I definitely do want to pick this up. And actually, I am very much excited about our, our next announcement. There is going to be a new Joker series. Um, the Joker presents a puzzle box, which sounds really, really cool. Um, Brad, what do you think? Uh, yeah, this does really look cool. And that cover is really great. Um, yeah. I'm kind of surprised surprised it's not a black label book um but maybe that means that it's going to have more of an impact on a broader continuity in the regular uh regular comics but the kind of like a murder mystery setup over six issues is really cool and i have a feeling that this will be something that i'm going to read as it comes out but i'm going to have to read the issue again before the next issue comes out just to refresh my memory and, and, you know, so I don't miss anything with each like consecutive issue. And the collected edition is going to be uh, where the story really shines. I think when you can just read it all in one sitting, but yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this. Uh, What about you? Yeah, this looks awesome. And I, I, reading about this i was trying very hard not to picture like the joker being the guy at the end of clue who's explaining how everything happened but i i would kind of want to see a book like that too um but yeah th- this just sounds like such a cool concept i mean i personally if i was a detective i wouldn't want to have to figure out a murder by letting the joker tell you how it happened but it's going to be a fun ride so i'm i'm, yeah. I'm all for it it's kind of like usual suspects with the Joker. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I then we will be picking this one up. And you're absolutely right. This is probably one of those books where it's going to come out and then you're going to have to reread it. And I might just, you know, wait for for all of them to come out and buy them back to back or buy them two at a time because I will lose my mind, especially if it's, you know, the buildups to a great mystery and then it's another week to wait. I'll get so frustrated. Yeah. But yeah, I the, this looks like it's going to be a fantastic book. So the next book um, in Battle of the Last Sons, we're going to see Superman versus Lobo, and this is coming out in August. 
What do you think, Brad? Oh, man. They're still trying to make Lobo happen, huh? Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, Lobo was one of those characters that always kind of missed its mark with me. I, th- I think I was just a little, I wasn't in the right mindset or the right age when Lobo was introduced. So he was never my favorite character. Um, but, you know, there was a lot going on in Death Metal, and we have that Crash and Lobo miniseries that, that is uh, actually debuts this week as we're recording this. Um, so yeah, I, I won't, I won't uh, hold it against them. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of um, DC fans right now that started collecting comics right when Lobo was huge. So I think they'll, uh, they'll love this. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I I don't love Lobo either. I mean, I I think my first real introduction to him was seeing him on um I guess I was Justice League Unlimited as a kid. And he just he, I mean, they do call him irritating even in the um in the the description for this book. So I it's not yeah, I mean it's not that they don't know that people are annoyed with Lobo. It's yeah, yeah, that they're still trying to make him happen. But I mean, you're you're right. There are probably a lot of fans who do enjoy Lobo a lot. I just, I don't know. It, it was never really my style, I would say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- this will be interesting. I, I don't know for sure that I'm going to pick this up, but I might. So we'll we'll see. And I'm sure some somebody on our our wonderful uh, out of our wonderful co-hosts will end up reading this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see. But Lobo, uh, you know, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> this is really all I got for him. Um, so our next story, Jessica Cruz, Midnighter, Connor Kent, and other characters are going to be headlining DC's crop of five annual covers this August. What do you think, Brad? I really like this idea because uh, a, a lot of these backup stories in these uh, Infinite Frontier books have been a lot of fun and it seems like these annuals are going to kind of you were talking about tying things up even tighter i think that these annuals will help wrap up those stories and a lot of them have been a lot of fun uh jessica cruz as a yellow lantern makes perfect sense dealing you know seeing how she was agoraphobic and all that so that should be really cool to explore um and i really dig the kind of upside down mirror image thing going between the uh batman superman and the batman superman annual uh so yeah i think um yeah these will be some fun issues to uh to read uh, what about you yeah i i am excited to read these um and i i do really like the covers especially jessica cruz um but yeah the, i mean this is I, I love the annuals the annuals always tend to be kind of a fun um yeah, fun tying up to what we've seen throughout the rest of the year. Um, and once again, August is close. Like all of these these things that are coming. I guess I'm I'm stunned by that because I've gotten so used to it being like, well, it's on pause for the next six months. <laughs> yeah, it's rare, I think, that I, I get to say, you know, this is coming out next month or in two months. Um, yeah, I I'm excited for these, and I I really do. Um, I want to kind of dive into Jessica Cruz as a yellow lantern because that is a like you said, it makes sense. But that is a kind of a, an interesting dynamic to set up with her. Um, so, yeah, we'll 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 definitely be looking for those. So our next comic book story, Alfred Pennyworth is finally getting his own comic book, thanks in part to the TV show. Brad, what do you think? I, I mean, I know that there's more new interest in the character because of the TV show, especially that kind of period of his life. Uh, but in a sense, I'm thinking like, what took so long that it took this, you know, till now for Alfred to have his own series. I thought it would have happened a long time ago, at least maybe a mini series or something at some point. So, you know, it's good to see, especially like in the comics, he hasn't had it too easy over the past few years um poor guy so it's it's good to see him back in some capacity and these kind of like british spy stories can be a lot of fun uh you know in in, told in comics as well so yeah this should be a fun series 
Uh, what about you? Yeah, I agree. It's It has been a long time before Alfred got his own series. Um, and honestly, even before the show, that it was something that crossed our mind. It's like, wouldn't it be cool to just see what, what Alfred's deal is? Because he's, I, I mean, the world's most selfless uh, butler, essentially. <laughs> Yeah. To, to raise his former boss's kid. And then when that kid wants to become a vigilante to just be like, okay, we'll scoop out the tunnels under the house. No big deal. Uh, yeah. I mean, what a great guy. Um, and I have seen bits and pieces of Pennyworth and it is just the entire kind of sixties ish spy feel is it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I, I am interested to see how it'll come out in a book because just looking at that cover, it's very, um, very James Bond, but mm-hmm. in a better way because it's Alfred. So, yeah, I mean, I I'm excited to see this, and it is it is due time. I think Alfred deserves just as many statues as there are of Batman in a way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a guy. The wind beneath the cowl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so our next story: there are 13 themed Suicide Squad variant covers. Um, based on the character, well, based on the comic book characters that are going to the movie and coming back into the comics with that look. Um, so what did you think? Did you, did any of these covers stand out? Uh, you know, I, I like them all. Um, I, I, I can't, I, I'm a big King Shark fan, so <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the King Shark, uh, Ratcatcher 2, uh, cover, um, yeah, uh, yeah, these will, these will be fun. I, I, you know, but maybe I like the King Shark where he's waving with Harley Quinn and uh, Savant. So I don't know. Yeah, these are, yeah, yeah these are a lot of fun. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I mean, how can you not love King Shark? Um, and I, I also liked the, uh, the Wonder Woman seven seventy seven cover, um, with Amanda Waller and Harley Quinn. That yeah, looks because yeah. it's, it's so like cutesy and cartoon looking but it's also like that button she's holding can blow her up yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it, it looks like a good time um i i will be picking up at least two or three of these probably not all 13 just out i i would need to literally change my entire comic book wall if it were to be 13 so <laughs> it's it'll it'll only be a few but i king shark may be seriously seriously making a a play for that first spot. Yeah. So our yeah. our next piece of um comic book news, Wonder Woman is going to be returning to or Zealot is going to be returning to fight Wonder Woman. Um what do you think? Uh I, I think that uh the the magic phrase of this podcast is it makes sense. Uh <laughs> if you're gonna bring Zealot back, fighting Wonder Woman makes sense. Although Oh, I don't I don't think she's going to stand much of a chance, but um, <laughs> no. uh, good luck, Zealot. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it, it's I, I kind of like that uh, DC is is getting back into using these Wildstorm characters, you know, between Zealot, Midnighter, we got Grifter in Batman, so um, and Apollo and in Superman. So. Uh, yeah, this will be, this could be a a cool, uh, a cool fight. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree that Zealot doesn't necessarily have much of a chance and I, I begrudgingly wish her luck as well, but it is really cool to see these Wildstorm characters, um, you know, kind of coming back into focus with the, the DC books. Cause I think Wildstorm is, is Jim Lee's, right? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean. It make it like you said. It makes sense. It, it makes perfect sense. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool to see these characters coming back, and I will be looking out for that fight because I I do want to see exactly how Zealot's going to play it against Wonder Woman. That's I I don't know. To me, it seems like a little bit different leagues, but it, like I said to Lobo, good luck. <laughs> we, we wish you all the best. <laughs> Oh, so our our next story is um, the Suicide Squad is going to be haunting down the new Swamp Thing in a fall DC crossover. What do you think? Uh, I I really like the new Swamp Thing book, uh, and it's cool to see that 
this new Swamp Thing is going to have a higher, you know, to get a higher profile in the DC universe. And the idea that Suicide Squad would be sent after Swamp Thing, that's another thing that does kind of make sense. So uh, I think that that team up works, or it should crossover, I should say, works. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be kind of fun to see Swamp Thing take them down because he should shouldn't that that again may not be <laughs> as much of a fight of course you know with 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 connor there it might make it a little difficult so yeah this should be a fun crossover uh what about you yeah i i'm excited to see this and i in, in my head i was like oh that's so funny the the suicide squad decides to pick on swamp thing but in reality it's probably swamp thing is going to do something a little shady that amanda waller is going to be like hey and here we are um, but I, yeah, that, that does sound like a really fun concept and I am enjoying the new Swamp Thing books. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, some of these matchups seem a little bit unfair, but I assume there's going to be an advantage that we just can't see coming. Some kind of a ridiculous, toxic nonsense that probably, you know, extra hurts Swamp Thing. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not one of the writers, but, <laughs> but we'll see. And I am actually really, really excited um, I mean, you guys know I'm kind of partial to Swamp Thing. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see where that goes. And then in our next story, DC has unveiled their lineup for free comic book day. Brad, you have to be excited, but how excited are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this free comic book day almost makes up for the fact that we didn't have one last year. Uh, or not in person at, at, at any rate. Um the the Batman looks like it's going to have a lot of uh, cool stuff. And we get a little preview of I'm the Batman, which will, and Fear State, which will be uh, uh, kind of, you know, kind of nice to get a little preview of that. And, of course, King Shark. So <laughs> we're really excited about that. Excited about that issue uh, as well. I, and I like the cover with the seagulls. I don't know why. That just... <laughs> <laughs> and made me chuckle uh you know and um you know i will even if they didn't have the preview of the beast boy loves raven i would still be getting the beast boy loves raven book but it's going to be nice to get a little peek of uh, of that as well so yeah and we got something for all ages we got the batman robert batman robin and howard which would be fun and uh amethyst which definitely looks like kind of in the vein of like a, a cartoon network show like um steven's universe or adventure time so yeah i think i think that there's kind of something here for everybody uh what about you yeah absolutely um i a free comic book day like that that is that was one of the biggest hits of covid not being able to walk into a comic book store and and flip through all the free books that are available and this lineup does look great. I am excited to see, um, you know, a preview of Fear State and King Shark. I mean, that was that was the one that caught my eye. Honestly, that was the thing that I wrote down in my notes is like that cover <laughs> because he just looks so there's I don't know. Since Harley Quinn, there's just something about King Shark that it's like no matter what you do, you're lovable. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. It's just great. And the seagulls, Brad, the seagulls. I mean, <laughs> I really do love that cover. And I, I so that is going to be for sure in the, the card of things I take for free comic book day. And I mean, again, just the glory of the fact that we're getting free comic book day back. I, I think this marks a, a serious, serious turn towards we're getting back to some normalcy. I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of others, but for me, free comic book day was the one I was waiting for. So, yeah. I, I mean, here we go. <laughs> so our last story, um, not related to comic books. This is kind of a, let's, let's call it the toy section, but Funko Pop is releasing the Dia de los DC Pop figures, and they look pretty great. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, it's so. Even though I don't collect pops, it's one of those things that I like to follow to see what they're coming out because there's so many properties that have been made into pops and takes on characters from different um, eras and movies and things like that. And these are really, really cool. And it just makes so much, again, 
so much sense to include Bane in that because Bane automatically <laughs> looks like a, a Mexican wrestler. And the fact that they included Blue Beetle is really cool, given that uh, he's uh, a Latinx character. So, yeah, I, I like their choices and and the, the looks of these. So if you're a pop collector, check them out. I think you'll I think you'll dig them. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. These look so cool. And I, I wish that I collected uh, pops, but I just there isn't enough room in, in my house or in my life or in my wallet for for them. Yeah. too. <laughs> but they, they are really cool. And the one of the comic book stores I used to like to go to had just a massive wall of them. And even though I would never buy any, I would spend a while just like, oh, wow, they have that character and that. Well, I mean, they have everything. And the most obscure characters from I, basically every franchise. I mean, it is it is a really, really cool collectible. Um, so if, if you do collect them, check these out. If you don't collect them, check these out, too, because maybe you'll start to collect them. Um, yeah, maybe I'll start to collect them. We'll see. But that is going to wrap it up for episode 120 of the DC Comics News podcast. Um, if you have questions, comments, be sure to like and subscribe. Let us know. We would love to hear from you. Um, and if you would like to hear from Brad, Brad, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me writing news reviews at dccomicsnews.com. You can find me on the Mad Love Harley Quinn podcast, part of the DC Comics News Podcast Network. And you can follow me on Twitter at FlickyB1. And where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kel Gaines Wright. Um, you can also find me doing opinion and editorial pieces for DC Comics News, as well as on uh, the DC Comics News YouTube show, DCN After Dark. Um, you can also find me on Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. And you can find this show and all of DCN's other great shows, including I Am the Night, The Spinner Rack, and Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and you can also find DC Comics News on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S-N-E-W-S. And there is one thing we like to say at the end of every episode, and that is a friendly reminder to read more comics. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>